You're listening to audio from Kingsway Christian Church. If you'd like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit kingswaychurch.org. Hello, everybody, and welcome to A Step Further. This is our weekly podcast for Kingsway Christian Church, where we take what we talked about on Sunday a step further. My name is Matt Nickerson, and I'm your host for this podcast. Uh, Sunday, we wrapped up our series on freedom talking about what does it mean to be free as a Christian, and what does the Bible mean when it talks about us being free? Well, this Sunday, we talked about the idea of holiness, and I I gave the reference of a coin, that holiness is like two sides of a coin. On the head side, God has made you holy by the blood of Jesus Christ, and on the tail side, God calls you to be holy, to act holy, and I said, you are only as holy as you live right? I mean, just because God sees you different, you still have to live in that difference. And holiness is attributed by action, by what you do. That's why we see passages all over the Bible where God talks about having good deeds or your deeds reflecting your holiness. So yes, God has set you apart for holiness, but he expects you to live holiness. What we find in Colossians 3, and I encourage you to go back sometime and read all of Colossians 3, because in essence, Colossians 3 summarizes everything that we've said in the series in one chapter. It's pretty amazing. And uh, what I want to do is pick up at verse 5. And Paul gives us some handles. What does holiness mean? What what does holiness look like? How do I take this concept of being different or other or set apart by God for God's purposes? And how do I apply that to my daily life? Paul says this in verse 5, Colossians 3. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed which is idolatry. Now, there's a lot of, uh, actually, debate about why these words are grouped together in this order, but this is what we would call a vice list. And Paul's got a different set of vice lists in different books. And in essence, the vice lists don't line up perfectly because the church in Colossae is different than the church in Corinth, is different than the church in Galatia, and the issues that they're facing are unique. And so the vice list would represent what he knows of that church and what they're dealing with. And I think it's fascinating, the list that he gives here for this particular church. So I say that because it's not going to reflect everything for you to wrestle with, but it's going to reflect some things. And the only way for us to really know what holiness needs to look like in our lives is to wrestle with God himself, to continue to study God, to wrestle. But if you just take this list in general, the very first thing that he says is put it to death. I once heard a pastor say, I think it was Matt Chandler. He said, that means whatever in your life lines up in this list Take it out back, pull out your shotgun, and shoot it in the head. Realize this is a concept and not a person. I hope that we are talking about. What we are talking about is taking anything, anything in your earthly flesh, your sexual immorality, your impurity, your lust, your evil desires, your greed, which is idolatry. Don't miss that. And kill it. Put it to death. Take it so serious that you do whatever it takes so that it never comes back again. Now, that is where we can drive ourselves absolutely bonkers. And the reason we could drive ourselves bonkers is we can start to become legalistic in trying to ferret out every little thing ever in the world that might possibly be worldly. And this is why we must keep reading because we get more of the concept of what God is looking for from us. So let's keep going in what he says. He does say in verse 6, because of these things, the wrath of God is coming. So again, part of that is take this very, very seriously. Verse 7, you used to walk in these ways in the life you, you once lived. 
So in other words, everything we've said in this series, you used to be, before you came to Christ, you used to do these things and it was natural to you. It was second nature. You were maybe trained in this by your, your dad or your uncle, your grandpa, your boss, yourself, your selfish desires. Like that was natural to you, but you don't have natural desires now. You have the Holy Spirit driving you and telling you new things, a new way to live. So don't go back to the old ways. Verse eight, but now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these. Ooh, so that wasn't the only list. Nope, here's a new list, ready? Anger rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with his practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. So again, now we got a new list. So the first list is greeds and sexual immoralities and impurities and lust. And the second list is rage and malice and anger and lying and these things kind of go together. Some some think they're hierarchical, you know, we're dealing with behaviors and then we're dealing with heart issues. Well, however all that works, I don't know. But I know this, God longs for you to reflect him to the world. And that is the power of that closing statement. You've put on a new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge and the image of its creator. Renewed, renewed. There are two Greek words for, for new. There's kainos and naos. One means to have something brand new. It's like having a car built from scratch. Every part, everything about it is brand new and it's given to you as a gift. The other one would be more like we would use the word renewed and that's the one that's used here. It's the it's like taking an old car, having it completely cleaned, having all the parts remade, everything repaired and updated and given back to you. It's your car made new. That's what the idea here, this is the idea, by the way, of the new heavens and the new earth. And when Jesus returns, everything will finally be made new. And that's the image that God has of you and for you, the old you. You have the same body, you have the same mind, you have the same heart, but it needs to be cleaned up, fixed up, repaired, remade, renewed for you. And that's why he says, verse 10, you've put on a new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge, in the image of its creator. So growing, the way you grow in holiness is you continue to learn more. You continue to update your understanding of what God desires, what he hates, and you start to live to please him. That's why he says in verse 12, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Again, this is like the opposite of a vice list. This is like a, a good deeds list. And he could go on. He could pick so many more words. He does like in Galatians 6 where he learned the fruits of the Spirit. Paul wasn't trying to tell us this is the exhaustive list of every good thing the Holy Spirit wants to do in you. Or this is the exhaustive list of every bad thing that the Spirit's trying to fight against. The point is, seek after your Heavenly Father. Learn what pleases him. Lean into him to find the strength to be what he longs for. And the more that you do that, you will find verse 13 and 14 coming alive. And you ready? Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. 
God longs for a world where his kingdom comes and his will is done. And when that world is finally here forever, what will happen is there will be peace among us. There will be no more evil and no more sin. There'll be no more lying and there'll be no more impurity and greed and lust. It'll all be gone. Rage and malice and anger and hurt. No more will we turn on the news and see the tragedies that we see. No more viruses. No more. And until that day comes... It's on us who love God to do our best in his strength to bring that kingdom today. Whatever it is that has been eating your lunch that God has been revealing to you is not good for you, why don't you take it out back and kill it today? Whatever you have to do, confess it to a friend, confess it to your spouse, confess it to a parent or a loved one. Whatever you have to do, bring light into the darkness and kill it today. Be holy as he is holy. We'll see you next time.